1: Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Geladner, a writer, entrepreneur, and change maker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. You just heard a great original composition by my son, Asher Schreiber. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I have the distinct pleasure this week of interviewing Casey Must, who is founder of Citizen Yoga, an amazing growing yoga community in Michigan and Ohio, and who knows where Else. And so I'm really excited to speak with you today, Casey. Welcome to the Make Meeting Podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Happy to
1: talk. So you've built a company devoted to yoga, but really it's about so much more. I wonder if we could start by you telling me about your journey to create and build citizen yoga.
0: So, um, as a lot of people sort of know, uh, I've been practicing since I was 10. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very sort of yoga flow. Community uh-huh. and um, I, I really enjoyed it. For it, it set the foundation. I will uh-huh. give it a lot of credit for setting the foundation of understanding the importance of having a mindful practice, any kind of mindful practice uh-huh. in a day to day life. You sure. know, whether it's yoga. I know that you write. Uh-huh. Um, there's just there's so much uh, benefit uh-huh. to taking a moment to self reflect. Yeah. So in that way, it set the foundation. The thing that I started to learn as I grew my practice, not just in Michigan, but uh, traveling on my own across the world, actually, mm-hmm. is that there was a lot more to poses than just the pose itself. Mm-hmm. There, there were principles that guide the poses, different energetic elements of poses. And so all of a sudden, when I moved to India, which was that's a little bit further down my line, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, one of my best friends there introduced the concept of alignment, Uh which was every pose has a specific way that you do it, and it's not from a perfectionist standpoint, but more from an optimizing uh, the experience both physically, emotionally, and intellectually, Uh and that was a very profound experience for me when I had grown up thinking that alignment was a myth. Uh So that was sort of, that was the beginning of a new adventure within the practice of yoga at I think it was around 25.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So so then I moved back from Michigan at some point and realized that uh, there wasn't a lot of alignment yoga in the Metro Detroit area. Okay. And I love to grow a practice and be safe in my practice. And I wanted my practice for many years, as do I want the practice for other people for many years. And so that, that was sort of one element of it, of okay. course. Sure. Sure.
1: So, um, but your sister Maya inspired a lot of the sort of ethos of the business, right? I know her picture Mm -hmm. is in every studio. You have three studios in Michigan, one opening in Cleveland or opened in Cleveland already. Um, And who knows how many others you have in the works or vision down the road. Um, So, would you share a little bit about that personal inspiration for your company?
0: Sure. Um, So, this is where. Uh, I think it's super important. I purpose. So identifying um, your passion Mm -hmm. and like what I was passionate about, (laughs) which for me was, was building community Mm -hmm. um, and mental health Mm -hmm. and then finding a purpose for it. And so, you know, I really turned a very traumatic event in my life into something that became my mission, uh-huh. which um, my sister passed away in 2007.
1: Uh-huh. She
0: committed suicide, which our whole culture and maybe the whole world is seeing a lot more of, or at least is talking a lot more about. Yeah. And she owned her own studio. She taught yoga. Uh-huh. Um, I never wanted to teach yoga. Okay. <laughs> I never wanted to open my own yoga studio. I was like, very adamant that this is not what I was going to be doing.
1: Amazing, Actually. because you're fabulous at teaching yoga and growing this community. So it just goes to show you, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. You just <laughs> never know. You never know how things are going to happen. Right. And um, we, I moved home from Michigan um, from India. Mm-hmm. I studied in India for three and a half years, um, excuse me, three years studying philosophy. Mm-hmm. And it's really the philosophy of yoga, and it really aligns with an alignment practice itself. Mm-hmm. Now, what was interesting, um, I left for India because it, I was in a state of deep suffering yeah. and trying to understand why why my sister felt how she felt, why I feel, how I feel sometimes, sure. um, primarily more in my 20s. Uh-huh. And what's the point sure. of all of this? Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, what is the point of this? Because right. it's still astounding to me that... <laughs> we have to keep talking about like, what is the point and what's valuable. <laughs> right. And I moved home and found like no community. Huh. I could not find a community. And I would say that, you know, of course you like move to India and you think, at least I thought, Oh, I'm going to be fixed. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. all my stuff <laughs> is going to go away. I'm going to move home and I'm going to be this like brilliant, enlightened person. <laughs> and um, that was, yeah uh and i what i found that i needed most especially there are two different parts of this one i really felt like my family was still um, struggling quite a bit with the sure. loss of my sister sure so i felt like a, i needed more of a family unit
1: uh-huh.
0: and the indian community where i lived was so in your business like to the <laughs> point where you're like oh my god like why every lunch time you know, are you noticing what time I come in and reporting <laughs> and, like, asking me, like, what I prefer for lunch and why I get, like, a vegetable or why I go for walks at this time. And <laughs> in, in some way, it's so opposite of our culture mm-hmm. because we sort of live in this, like, isolated, this is my house, this is my land, this is my car, I drive in my car by myself.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so coming back to that was very shocking for me.
1: Sure, like a and culture so, shock.
0: Yeah, it was culture shock, but in a in a way that wasn't like, oh, I know this is not India. It was more like relationship culture shock. Wow. It, and 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 what is more interesting is that, and I I, I have a lot of thoughts around technology in general uh-huh. and social media, but I, I didn't know what a smartphone was. <laughs> so what had actually happened in three years? is that phones had developed yeah, and I didn't have a phone there. Right. And everybody started texting as their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Instead of calling or meeting up for coffee or whatever it is. And so it was a huge shift in how people formulate relationships.
1: Right, right. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I've practiced at Citizen Yoga. I love it there. And it's, and I'm not one of the regulars who comes every day. I wish I could. Um, but when I come, even if it's been a while, I notice that there's a real, a really true sense of community there. Um, Mm -hmm. a sense of welcome and acceptance and, Um, And I noticed, and maybe I'm just being idealistic, but it seems like you know everyone's name, like you really know the people, at the community when you're there. And so I just wonder Mm -hmm. how you've achieved this because, you know, there's yoga studios everywhere, but I don't find that sense of welcome or acceptance at every single studio. It's not Mm -hmm. a yoga thing. It's a citizen yoga thing. And so I have to ask how you've achieved that.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. We just had... Um, a huge internal meeting about it. Mm-hmm. Um both with all of our staff and our teachers, but also we just did a whole like four hour exercise um with my admin team. Uh-huh. And um and what we figured out and we have very strong core values and that was something that we identify. We you can't you can't teach core values. Sure. And you can only coach better values in people. Uh-huh. And you can bring them forward and bring them out through your own effort. Uh And so the thing that we look for truthfully in each person that we hire is, is do they have the values that citizen yoga stands for? And those values are, Mm -hmm. we first look for people who are alignment focused. They, they, they want to align everything that they do with something that is higher than themselves. Mm -hmm. And, and in citizen yoga, that's, suicide prevention, it's community building. Mm
1: -hmm. There's so many
0: different elements of it. Sure. Um, Then we have integrity, which is honesty, Uh transparency, Uh straightforwardness. Uh And one of the main things in yoga and the yoga industry, which is one of the hardest things that I have to combat in general, not in citizen yoga, but just what is going on. And I'm sure you see it in every industry is, is sort of the drama.
1: Yeah. You know, the oh, drama gosh. and
0: the gossip. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we have prevented it through transparency uh-huh. that we do very constant and frequent feedback okay. in a positive way, not in a negative way.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, and, and the other element, and of course, there's, you know, community is our value. Uh-huh. Um, and then our last one is support. And we just recently decided on this. And uh-huh. part of that is that support is about the about everybody giving back to each other. Okay. It's not about them necessarily feeling supported within the company. And sure. so when you when we understand each person has these values, uh-huh. then the community starts to create itself. Oh wow! And they're not values based on each person believing the same thing or wanting the same thing. But kindness is kindness. Compassion is compassion. Integrity is integrity. It's and really, so
1: when yeah. you say, go ahead, sorry. No, it's okay. It's just interesting because this concept of, um, not, you know, please support me, but I'm going to support you. Um, it comes back to you. And so when you start with that mm-hmm. notion of giving, whether it's kindness or support or understanding or, or whatever it is that you want to give out to others as they walk in, it's just going to bounce back to you. It's just a reflective engagement. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. And you're right by saying it's not about I need support, it's I'm giving support. And I know I'm going Mm -hmm. to receive it back. It's a really powerful notion.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's the foundation of it. People always ask me, I mean, Uh sure. I have a very weird, uncanny ability to know people's names, like I will know where you last were in the studio, where you placed your mat,
1: oh my goodness, and I probably don't even know that <laughs>
0: it, I mean it is i it it's just but I think that again, Lynn, I think it just comes from like what do I value? Yeah, I value people feeling like I've noticed them, yeah, not just me, Casey, but just another person, sure, because our community is so connected yet so isolated. And I know that this is, I'm preaching to the choir, you know, for for a lot of people right now that they, they have so much connection to other people yet they feel like the relationship is not as strong. Yeah. And so just by remembering somebody's name, it's not her, it's not you, it's, Oh yeah, I remember, or not even saying anything. Uh I remember Lynn specific. And all of a sudden that makes somebody feel more valued.
1: It really does. I, you know, it's funny because, um, we, my family belonged to a synagogue for a while, for a few years, and every, we didn't go mm-hmm. that often, but every time we went, somebody would say, Oh, are you new here? And it really annoyed me. And, but it also made us feel like, does nobody see us? Isolate. You know, even if, yeah, even if it's been three months since we went, if we don't go that often, it, you know, does nobody recognize us? And people just right. want to matter. They just want to be, acknowledged. And I don't think it's that hard, but we become so self-involved that we can't see outside of our own fog, you know, and so how can we recognize somebody else? You know? Um I totally. wonder I wonder how, you know, the Vedanta philosophy that you studied, which I studied for a bit, um, and I interviewed Swami G um many years ago and and helped to get him on TV when he was here, but um how does that I just wish that could be a little more widespread, and I know you teach this at times in the studio mm-hmm. as well, but um this notion that the divine is within each individual. And so if that is true, then you have to see that that divine spark in every person you walk past. I mean, how does that resonate with you in sort of this business philosophy too?
0: In, in business
1: philosophy. Yeah, just the way you approach your business, but, you know, bringing that, that notion, certainly recognizing someone, um, realizing that there's something special, innate to them, um, in every person you see, you know, instead of immediately judging negatively or, or finding something negative, you know what I'm saying? And does that, is that part of sort of the underpinnings of what drives citizen yoga?
0: I, I think that, um, the biggest thing, I would even say it's it's even it's closer than that, because uh-huh. I think that for other people it's not as relatable. Sure. To say self, you know, or uh-huh. divine, or because that's so for me that that feels so that feels so lofty for me actually. Yeah. Okay. And but the the one thing I would say is that um seeing similarity, so bringing it back and just making similarity mm-hmm. um, is super important. And, and really pinning every action to an ideal. So I go, okay, if my ideal is support to other people or acknowledging their existence, which uh-huh. is my ideal, truthfully, sure. okay. um, not just yoga, uh-huh. then all of my interactions are guided by that, whether I am, I'm, I put it in the context of self or not it's still uh-huh. aligned, uh-huh. but it's a little closer than that for me. It's like, I can't envision self or, and I can't envision divine. Like I just, that, that, feels so far, Sure. but I've made it in line with that idea by aligning my ideal, which is to be more accepting of people, open up more, be more supportive. Um, I've aligned that ideal with, uh, with that trajectory, even though it's further away.
1: Sure. Sure. It's interesting. And I-
0: that's really the goal.
1: Yeah, I I just heard Brené Brown talking about values and corporate values, and um she actually said two is the maximum that anybody should have, two values, which is funny because none of us do that. We all have long lists of corporate values, but she gave an example, mm-hmm. which I'm forgetting right now in a radio interview, about her two values, which were courage and faith, and how she lives them and models them every day for her team, for her community, mm-hmm. Um and I wish I could remember her exact example, but it's a—you know—you just gave a perfect example of how you've identified what is important to you and how you embody that every day. And I think that's really admirable. I—I mm-hmm. I just think that's fantastic. Um, so I want to ask—one well, of the oh, one of ahead. the
0: exercises that we've done, which everybody could do, mm-hmm. and and I think that this is where it becomes real life, uh-huh. is that. You identify what your value is, but then you need to define it. Okay. And then from defining it, actually writing out behaviors within your role that are associated with the value. So then you can see how you're actually living the value system within the mundane action Uh or the perceived mundane action that Uh you do every single day.
1: I love that. That that breaks it down to make it simple. So you can actually see it come to life instead of be something that's ethereal and you can't really relate to.
0: Exactly. And then management is, is less, it's not ambiguous. It's really directed. Sure. And it allows for us to manage less subjectively. Like, I don't like this. So mm-hmm. I'm now going to tell you I don't like this. And it gives you more of an objective outline of like, These are actions that align with this value. These are actions that don't. Let's talk about that. Hmm. And I think that that becomes a much more powerful tool and less of a a personalization of management. Sure. And it it makes it at least a little bit easier to go, okay, this feedback is helpful Uh versus
1: vague. Sure. Sure. You've given me a lot to think about. (laughs) I'm going to take this and reflect on it after our talk today. Um, before we sign off, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. Um, one is, I'm just wondering what your vision is for citizen yoga. You know, if you have Mm -hmm. plans for growth or, or what you see down the, down the road for your company.
0: Yeah, I, um, one of, there are a couple things. I mean, we have a very specific vision statement within our company. We uh-huh. have a very specific mission statement within the company. Uh-huh. Um, but our goal is really, we see that this, the quality of our community, we have students who move all the time. And all we hear about is like, it's not just about the yoga product. Like the yoga product should be, I mean, it's very excellent, but it's secondary in some ways that it's the quality of connection that people are feeling and experiencing when they step into our space. One of the most um, commonly used words um, is home.
1: Hmm. So everybody
0: feels like it's their home. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is like, okay, every city could use more of a home. People are constantly seeking more places that they feel familiar, that they feel seen. Mm -hmm. So Cleveland is just, we haven't opened, we're opening in three weeks. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's um we have a lot of work to do in these time three weeks, but <laughs> um, you know, it's a testing ground. I don't know, you know, uh-huh. I don't know how it's going to go. Sure. I know that um, there's opportunity to grow in other cities and people have expressed a lot of interest and we'll grow as long as we're upholding our values. Okay. And and as long as as long as our vision continues to match the value system that we, that I have, that my staff has, because they're all so inspired, then we will continue to move forward. And if we lose sight of that, then we would stop growing at that point.
1: Wow. I can see big things on the horizon um, that could be really <laughs> exciting, really exciting.
0: I have to ask,
1: how did you come up with the name Citizen Yoga? Where does that come from? Oh, gosh,
0: this is everybody's question. <laughs> I, it used to be called Greenhouse. OK. And um, I try I, I this is long before we opened and um, I tried to make an I try to make a logo for it. Uh huh. And I didn't like any of the logos. And uh-huh. so all of a sudden one day, you know, this is to me like the bravery of all of a sudden changing the name of the thing that you thought it was. Uh-huh. And I had said, OK, well, I'm just going to stop thinking it's greenhouse and I'm going to wa- pretend like I don't have a name for it yet. Uh huh. So I spent about two and a half months Calling it everything under the sun, and um I was wearing a pair of citizen jeans, uh-huh, and I've always loved fashion, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, a friend of mine was like, Well, it's like I am a citizen, like everybody can become citizen, yeah, yeah, and it was just like this moment of like, Wow, that's right, huh and it our our old logo used to be um it was modeled off of a passport stamp, actually, okay, and um Now it's actually our icon that we have is Uh an A-frame house. It's actually an outline of an A-frame house because uh, people associate citizen with home.
1: Huh. And we're from Michigan. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So So that's how it happens. Well, thank you. I've always wondered. So I just had to ask. (laughs) I had to know. (laughs) So I want to close by just asking you probably one of the hardest questions. I do apologize. But what advice would you give our listeners on how they find their purpose or Build Mm -hmm. a Meaningful Life, um, where the Make Meaning podcast is all about how people find meaning and purpose in their work and in their everyday lives. And I just wonder um, what advice you might have for our listeners about how they can do that.
0: Sure. I actually do a whole um, lecture on this. I do a lot of corporate talks about this specific thing. Uh Um, Well, one, you need a space to self-reflect. So that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, so cultivating a practice of self-reflection, I think yoga is an excellent way. Writing is an excellent way. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to identify what your needs. So my nature is talking, okay. sharing, educating, commun um, building community. Uh-huh. I like strategy, marketing. These are all things that are creative, that can be abstract, mm-hmm. uh, that are relational. Mm-hmm. So that's first. I needed to under, also understand what my nature isn't. Mm-hmm. And my nature isn't spreadsheets, <laughs> um, organizing closets, uh-huh. <laughs> um, all the things that would take some more order um, and understanding that that's okay because you can still build a business. I, I surround myself with everybody who's organized, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, to accommodate for my nature, not try to make me something different. Sure. So that's what your list should be. Okay. What are your qualities? What are these characteristics that you have? What are your strengths? What are things that you love to do? And then from there, make a list of jobs, of professions mm-hmm. that fall within that category. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to teach yoga. But the moment I started teaching yoga, it was like, oh, I get this. This feeds every part of who I am. Huh. Wow. So from there, then you have to hook it to an ideal. Okay. So there has to be more meaning than just like, I want to make money. There has to be more meaning than like, I want to become famous. There has to be more meaning than like, okay, well, I don't know what to do next, so this is what I'm going to do. There has to be a hint, a fragrance of unselfishness in your action, mm-hmm. in the profession that you're trying to commit to. Mm-hmm. And from that, you can consistently change your ideal. You can lift it. Like ours has changed. You know, it, it's obviously it's rooted in the same thing, but, you know, we're expanding out of state, which means the ideal has to grow with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what I, I tell people all the time. You got to start there.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. These are really practical uh steps that people can take. They can build you, you know even a small space to to self-reflect into their lives. It's baby steps and mm-hmm. um yep. just having these conversations with ourselves and not expecting that the very first one is going to yield answers, but having that conversation and keep coming back to it until we can have some clarity and and find that path we're meant to be on. So um right. let, Casey Must of Citizen Yoga, I'm so excited to have you on the Make Meeting podcast. I can't thank you thank enough. You. And I wish you lots of success in Cleveland and can't wait to get back to my local Citizen Yoga studio. So thank you for making time for me today.
0: Of course. Thank you so much. It was wonderful.
1: Thanks. Talk to you soon.
0: Okay.